This is the Morning Sports Desk for Monday, December 4th. Another busy weekend across central Minnesota, Corey. We had the Dennis Kantz Memorial Tournament that uh, happened over the weekend. I know that you were board hopping that. We had Kyle and Dan uh, on the call. It uh, seemed like a pretty busy scene in Wadena, at least around the school there on Saturday. Yeah, fun to get the winter sports schedule back on track and, and rocking and rolling. It's a fun way to kick off the winter sports season. Lots of great wrestling in these early portion of the season. It's a good mm-hmm. um, litmus test for where you're at the rest of the year because um, there's you know there's a lot of good competition a lot of good wrestling around the area so it's fun to get that one uh, on the air with some with some finals They're a little differently formatted this year because girls wrestling has really taken on such a stronghold especially mm-hmm. in the area that they had uh, a separate girls tournament with it uh, which was very very cool so yeah fun to have um uh, wrestling kick things off, and and thanks to Kyle Gelsine and Dan Lawson for helping us out with all that coverage. They'll be uh, on hand uh, another yeah, about a handful of times throughout the winter, and then obviously with section wrestling coming up mid February, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and state wrestling and everything that that is involved with. They'll be we'll keep them very busy yet again uh, this winter sports season. We've got a lot of stuff on our schedule this week. I don't want to give it all away, but I do want to encourage you to go to WadenaRadio.com. Let me give you a little hint. There's a little basketball. There's a little hockey. Uh, we're also going to have um, uh, empty stocking on the air this week, and we're going to have Radiothon on the air this week. So um, it's it's not full of winter sports necessarily, but we are in full busy mode this week as far as what we're putting on the air. Yeah, you you have your uh, first basketball game of the season that you get to go to tomorrow. I sure do. Do you think I'm ready for basketball even a little? Uh, I'm going to go yes. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. I have watched... Uh, about four minutes of Timberwolves basketball this year uh-huh. because I don't have Bally. Once again, let's say it all together, burn it to the ground. Um, and then I uh, I did see maybe like 10 minutes of a Gopher men's basketball game. Yeah. Did you watch the game last night? Nope. Lost by 10 to Ohio State. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jamison Battle went crazy to start. They were they were losing to Jamison Battle, I think, 11 or 8 to 0 at one point. Yeah. Well, you know, if only the Gophers could get a player like Jamison Battle. I know. Uh, It'd be tied. It would, uh, you know, I don't know if he'd be like a like a program changer, but you know, just to keep a guy like that in state would be. Yeah, if you could get that guy and get him like through your program, I mean, oh, imagine. Did you see how uh, he he made like his second bucket in a row, and he was like all night, all night, all night. Like, yeah, dude, we gave you three years to make shots all night, and all you did was miss them. (laughs) Well, it turns out when you're surrounded by better players, you play better. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> that might. It's always like, uh, like I do this all the time. Like I'll see certain things uh, with, uh, like Bemidji State hockey's one. Like the like the women's hockey's not in a great spot right now. They're just really young, not not winning a lot of games. And there's a girl that transferred out who's like doing much better. And everyone's like, "Is this the coach's fault?" And it's like, I don't know. She's just around much better players. That also it helps might help your stat line. Anyway, uh, Corey. Speaking of uh, connections, I was watching Bemidji State men's basketball over the weekend. Okay. Uh, And why does that matter for people in central Minnesota? Well, there's a couple Park Region Conference connections. Sure. Bemidji State men's basketball swept over the weekend. They beat Minot State and University of Minnesota Crookston in men's basketball. Somebody who is seeing some minutes on the floor for that Bemidji State men's basketball team, New York Mills alum, Tate Olson. Sure, yeah. So... 
There, there's a. Uh, he was good at basketball in high school. Pretty good. I'd, I'd assume he was. He's still uh, doing nice things on the floor. Turns out being tall, lanky, and athletic can uh, take you places in basketball. It's a good combination, isn't it? It's a good combination. He was playing a, a lot of minutes uh, uh, on a good Bemidji State basketball team that's like five and two, and on a decently uh, played Minnesota Crookston women's team. Uh, there was just a girl that was uh, really taking Bemidji State out of the game, and I like had the volume down, and I turned it up to hear who it was, and all of a sudden I hear the the announcer go and that's another basket for Tormanen. I'm like I recognize that name. Before. Sure, that's right. Uh, Tormanen from Monaga yep. on that good Monaga Braves team that went to the section championship a couple years ago. Uh, had herself a pretty darn good game and helped her team win. So is that Janie? Yeah. Yep. Nice. Yeah. So there you go. There's your local connection. Very cool. Uh, in Division Two basketball. So I didn't didn't think you'd get that on a fr- on a Monday morning. Um, I'm. I mean, I'm down. I'm down for any NSIC basketball talk, uh-huh. even though I don't. I can't. I don't watch it uh, anymore. But you know, you can. Uh, as it's a I've, free app right on your TV. I know. I downloaded it. <laughs> <laughs> I downloaded. I don't think Winona State is. Um, you know, I I got to see something special there when I when I was at Winona State. Yeah, you got to see a Division Two championship. Uh, I got to see three championship games in a row. And two total titles. Must be nice. It was awesome, let me tell you. It was awesome. Pretty darn. Basketball, when it's rocking, is one of the f- one of the most fun environments you can go into. There is, this is going to, this is not going to be very insightful, but I feel compelled to say it anyway. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter the level of basketball. Um, when the level of basketball is good, holy buckets, is it just the most it's fun. It's the most fun. When NBA basketball is at its peak, like when Golden State is doing Golden State, you know what I mean? Right. This When this Timberwolves team is Look doing- Look at the Target really, Center. It's rocking It's now. so fun. And when it is bad, I mean, put a plastic bag over your head. It is brutal. And Division Two basketball is the same. Mm-hmm. When it's when it's wonderful, and I got to see some wonderful D2 basketball. Moorhead, for uh, the last number of years, has seen some really great- uh, really great hoops. When it's not good, though, man, who I saw a lot boy. of. I took stats for the basketball team, men's and women's, and there were some lean years. Let me tell you, for both those programs, I watched a lot of bad basketball. Yep, Division Two. Yep, but it's fun to still think like, oh my gosh, these guys—they're not playing very well. And then I like, oh yeah, they could still just wipe the floor with me if they wanted to in like a one-on-one. It's so fun. Like kind of get like they're good players, but it just goes to show you, like so good. Division Two is. Really, like people think, oh, it's not D one. It's probably not this, this, or that, or whatever. And you're wrong. Division two men's and women's basketball highly competitive. You have to be a very good player is to this, get to that level. Do you think this is a fair assessment? Um, uh, the difference between Division one and Division two is uh, Division one is is everything, right? Yeah. They're 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 bigger, taller, faster, stronger, all that stuff. Better Div- shooters, better ball handlers. Division better. two is they're as big. Mm-hmm. They're just maybe not as explosive. Yeah, they're like a st- like a half step slower. Their moves, yes. their shooting is just a a touch below yes. percentage of what a D one is. Now, yeah. Division three is is different. Division three again, a lot of this is talent wise. 
These guys are talented beyond belief. If you step on the floor with anybody who played Division Three hoops, you're getting cooked. Mm-hmm. Period. They're never going to miss. The Division Three difference is they're just not as big. Yeah, they're as athletic. They're as quick. They're as, all of those things. They're just probably, generally speaking, I'm stereotyping. I know there are guys at the D three level or girls at the D three level who could play D one. I've had arguments with D three people before. Like you can't say that. I'm like I can. Generally speaking. <laughs> Just generally, they're just not as big. They're as athletic. They're as they're. They might be as good as shooters. They're just instead of being a a six two guard, they're five ten guard, and that makes that's the big difference. That'll do it. I love basketball, man. I can't wait. Can't wait. Hey, by the way, the Minnesota Timberwolves won over the weekend without Anthony Edwards again. Yep. Uh, they beat. It was a little tough against uh, the a lowly Charlotte Hornets team, yep. but you know the Wolves didn't have Ant. They still don't have Jaden. Uh, Charlotte can do some stuff. They always play the Wolves. They're always feisty against the Wolves. The three bigs, Corey. Remember a year ago they asked Carl Anthony Towns, "How can the Wolves win with three bigs?" Cat said, "Bleep and watch us," and everybody <laughs> everybody laughed at him yeah. at the time. And the first year of that trade didn't look so well. On Saturday, Nas Reed had twenty two plus points. Rudy Gobert, 25-plus points. Cat, 30 points. Yep. Uh, or roughly around there in that ball game. The three bigs were cooking on Saturday. What, they're like 16-4? and 15-4. and four. They are tied for the Celtics with is the top record in the NBA. So if you take tiebreakers into account, your Minnesota Timberwolves, Corey, are the top team in the National Basketball Association. It feels good, doesn't it? I, I think it's, it's probably fair to say... At this very moment, I I seem to have been wrong about this Timberwolves. I think thing. we all have. Generally speaking, the league has moved bigger, and that has worked uh, very well for the um, for the Timberwolves because they might be the biggest. They they have to be. Uh, they have to be just with Gobert and Cat and Nas and the things that they're able to do. They're so much more comfortable. I was watching somebody put together a compilation of Saturday's game of all of the different dunks that Rudy Gobert had. And that was a thing last year. Teammates did not know how to set up Gobert. Yep. Gobert did not feel comfortable on defense just because he hadn't played around these guys. But you was can, hurt. Right, exactly. Cat was hurt too last year. So there's one like your second best offensive player is and your best three-point shooter is not on the floor and you don't have that chemistry with him and now you see it like teammates know how to set up Gobert teammates know how to play defense with him and it's just a different like remember in the playoffs a couple years ago we're like ah the Wolves are terrible defensively at the rim they're one of the best teams in the NBA at the rim Rudy Gobert is going to be defensive player of the year already like he's already making a pretty strong case to be in that conversation, and it's why the Wolves went out and got Rudy Gobert. His presence at the rim, the Wolves a couple years ago, remember, we are like, this team cannot get a rebound to save their life. They get rebounds. And it's, things are, I don't know how long this ride will last. Maybe the wheels will fall off in March and we'll all be yelling at them. But I'm just ready to ride this train until the wheels fall off with the Wolves. Wolves have been in sole possession of first place in the West for 12 days. Uh Uh-huh. That eclipses their combined total of the previous 34 seasons. So you're telling me that in this 12-day stretch, the Wolves have been in first place in the West more in this year alone than it ever been in franchise history combined. Correct. 
you could look at that as an indictment on the franchise. And you can. But I let's you know what? Let's take the glass half full perspective on this one. Say that's never been better, man. This, this is, is as good as it gets. This is I mean, and I the the KG years, like the good KG years, were before really when I could get in and understand NBA basketball. Corey, what's it like? Because you were like fully into it when the Wolves were really good with Car- with Garnett in the early two thousands. Well, KG was an MVP. Yeah. So um, from that standpoint, I think. Um, individually talent wise like kg was established he was the dude um uh he like i said he won an mvp it was it was um deserved mm-hmm. you know as a biased minnesota fan i love kg he's my favorite minnesota basketball player ever um i think talent wise he individually more talent than any of the wolves currently have yeah um this is a much this current team is considerably deeper, and Ant is going to surpass that talent at some point. He is he is on the trajectory to be the most talented Timberwolves player of my lifetime. Um, so it's that's what's fun about this Wolves team is these are guys who are are. It seems like they're they're on that correct um, slope, right. moving moving towards it together and winning games on top of it. The, that Timberwolves team with KG and Sam Cassell and Sprewell, like Cassell had been around for forever, and Sprewell mm-hmm. was Sprewell had it had been a half a decade since he choked out his coach, like <laughs> like he had been around for a while, um, and you know Towns and Gobert have been around for a while, but it seems like those guys have constantly missed on the short end of what their potential could be, uh huh, and and. It fits right now, and Anthony Edwards is like he seems like a as the expectations continue to rise against him, he continues to pass them and surpass them. Um, it's just a different. It's just a different feeling altogether. I think it's an unexpected feeling. I, I literally don't know how to chart this team being this good in the NBA. So I have some. I still have some. I I think they're legitimate concerns. They, yeah, they're not perfect. By that will happen, stretch. and then that will come up when you get to the playoffs and it comes to playing a series. Right. But as far as on a on a night in night out um, basis, if you didn't pick the over for this team, and the over was pretty high, I think it was like like mid forties. It was like forty four and a half or something. Something like that. Yeah. That's a, which is good. That's a good number. Mm-hmm. Um. They're a third of the way there. They're a third of. I mean, it's they're in such a good spot. And one underrated thing about this Wolves team is uh, the trade. Everybody talks about the Gobert trade, and Kessler having a down year, and Gobert having a good year. Like that trade's just looking a lot different now in year two. But the trade that I think Tim Connolly should get a lot of credit for is trading for Mike Connolly and Nikel Alexander Walker, getting rid of D'Angelo Russell and getting a second round pick back to the Wolves. So the Lakers take Russell. And the Jazz get some draft picks, whatever. The Wolves got two very, very important players and a second round pick. I mean, that one Connolly just straight up cooked on. I I think getting uh, getting D'Lo off the roster is just addition by subtraction. Well, That's... you know how weird the Wolves would get in a lot of these games. Like they would lose that game on Saturday. Yeah, because they had a poor decision maker with the ball in his hands. Conley is not a poor decision maker. He's fun. Conley's great. He's exactly what this team needs at point guard. Hey, uh, the Wild, Corey, are 
now 3-0 and in the John Hines era. And I don't know, I guess firing Dean Evason was it. You know, I said like they're going to get a little fire under their behinds, the players are, because, oh, oh, geez, they just fired the boss and they can't fire all of us at once, but we better like be on our game. The Wild did now win three games in a row. We'll see again how long this lasts, but hey, Minnesota sports teams are winning. I'm never going to complain about that because the Vikings didn't lose this week either. They were on bye, but the Packers won. So they're tied with the Vikings record-wise. Vikings currently own the tiebreaker. So the Vikings would be the sixth seed right now in the postseason picture. We'll see how things shake out in the last month. This has been the Morning Sports Desk for Monday, December 4th.